And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Monday, February 28th, and we are here to try to help take the mystery out of your financial life. I always feel like, I know Sunday's the first day of the week, but Monday is really the first day of the week for me and for most of us. So let's get ourselves together here. It's the last day of February. We are kind of plowing through. You may have a question about your taxes because it's high tax season. So if that's the case, go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. You also may have a question about retirement or estate planning or education funding or whether or not to get a new job. Any of those kinds of financial matters that are on your mind, let us help you think about them perhaps differently. So Mark and I are both certified financial planners. We went through all the tests let us help you and with nothing else to sell but us. Here's what I'm selling, a free weekly newsletter. Every single Friday, Mark puts together a great bunch of different pieces of content that you should know about. And uh, it's, he spends a ton of time doing it. So check it out. It's the free weekly newsletter. You just go to jillonmoney.com and you can sign up for that. Today, we are talking to one of our listeners from the middle of the country. It's Mike in Michigan. Hey, Mike, how are you? What can we do for you, sir? Hey, Jill. Thanks for having me. Um, question. We're, my wife and I are in our, our low 50s and starting to have conversations with, you know, friends and with ourselves about what the next step might look like. And so we're talking about investments and retirement and so on. And one of the questions that continues to come up, particularly as I talk with like friends and colleagues is, oh, I've got this financial planner and they're really helping me think about tax strategies or uh, income in retirement or whatever. And I'm like, geez, I don't have a tax or a financial advisor. I wonder Mm -hmm. if that's something I should really be thinking about. So Thought I'd uh, you know, connect with you and, and see if I could get your advice. So tell us a little bit about you and your wife. You said you're in your um, you're in your 50s. So are you both working still? Yeah, I'm full time. My wife is a physician and she has really scaled back 
she kind of got burned out mm. uh, over, you know, the pandemic. And so she's working maybe, you know, a day or so a week. How much does she earn on a day, day yeah, or so a week? It's, it's probably about 50 grand a year. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I thank God you went to all that schooling, though. I mean, for one day a year, <laughs> making, I mean, I mean, one day a week making 50 grand, I, I she deserves it. And so good. She could keep up a day a week I, for a I while. I think so. Yeah. And it's it's like a day or two a week. So it's, okay. you know, she's definitely still in the game. Okay, good. And what about you? How much do you earn, Mike? Uh, about 225 base and then about 50,000 uh, bonus. All right. Come on. Now I'm going to be like very New York on you, but like mm-hmm. on that income, are you living large in Michigan? Um, we're doing okay. Um, right. But, you, you know, Midwestern response. <laughs> <laughs> and we're okay. Yeah. No, we're doing all right. All right. So tell us about like, what about a house? You own a home? We do. Yep. So our house is, is paid for. It's worth about uh, probably about 700000 Wow. That's nice. Um, you got some kids? We do. We have four kids. Whoa. So that's where a lot of our money goes, Joe. <laughs> How old are they? What's the range? Um, so the range is 26 down to 16. Oh. Um, so the older two are, are essentially launched uh, through school, mm-hmm. you know, independent, doing well, off the payroll, which is awesome. The next two are still in high school and going to be entering college here. So we still have some expenses coming up. Okay. Not to get too into your business, but Mm -hmm. is this your first or your second marriage? No, this is our first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like he's like, yeah, no. So what's with the gap? I love it. Was this like because of training or what happened here? Yeah. No, it just, we, uh, we decided to have a, you know, a couple more kids after, after our first two. So there's a little bit of a gap between. Oh my God. And I bet that the, listen, you know what always happens in these families, Mark, the older two are like, mom and dad were so strict with us when we were growing up. It's already happening, Jill. It's exactly right. And the younger two are like, mom and dad are never around. It's awesome. Like we just had a huge kicker and they we're like, what can we do to help you out? You know, right? Oh, it's funny. so funny. It so it's, always happens that way. We're, we're living it. So now let me ask you this. The kids are in high school. Do you have money set aside for college or do you pay it out of cash or do you plan to pay it out of cash flow? Yeah, it'd probably be a mix. Um, you know, we've got about 100, 150, 160,000 set aside when 529s in Coverdale. So an oh, education nice. IRA. Yep. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we've got a little bit of money set aside for them. Are they um, are they going to you know are they going to be in staters? Do you think or I what think do you so? Think? Yeah, okay. I would say so. Yeah, so that should be pretty close to covering it. No, I, I think so. I think we'll be fairly close. Um, so okay. I think we should be okay there. Great. Okay, so now we got the house that's paid for, mostly kids' education, mostly paid for. Tell us about what's going on in your retirement accounts. How much have you socked away on your two twenty five base plus yeah. fifty thousand bonus? So, um, so my four hundred one k is about one point five, and most of that is traditional. I did mm-hmm. start to flip uh, to a Roth based on, you know, some of yours and Mark's guidance over this past year. So, starting twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. I flipped that over to Roth. And so of that 1.5, like 30 grand is in Roth. My wife's got about 500 in a uh, in her 401k. So about 2 million together. That's awesome. Great. Is your wife an employee or is she self-employed How do, or a contractor? Where is yeah, she in this so process? She, she got out of her practice and is more of a contractor now. Mm-hmm. And so okay. what we ended up doing is is rolling her 401k over to an individual 401k. 
Yep. A uni. Uh, exactly. Yep. Great. From Schwab. And so that worked out pretty well. Fantastic. Okay. Now, next question. How about just slush fund cash, emergency reserve? What do you got? Yeah, like 80 grand. And do you have any brokerage accounts that, is, that you know, sort of non-retirement, but just uh, other money that's set aside? Yeah. So about 300 uh, in Schwab, just in some index funds and things like that. All right. This sounds good. Any idea about, you know, you're, you said you're in your early 50s. Mm-hmm. What about the when? When do you think you are considering retirement? Yeah, good good question. You know, it's uh, this whole idea of, of fine, mm-hmm. you know, uh, financial independence next endeavor is, is kind of intriguing to us. Yeah. Um, I don't see myself or either of us retiring you know, and completely getting out of the game, but I could see us doing something different. So, you know, call it maybe 55, 57, if possible, uh, looking to do something different. Let's presume that the kids are mostly out of the picture. What do you think your needs are in terms of income? It's probably 10 grand a month. Okay. Maybe not even quite that much. All right. But let's say it for the heck of it. Would she consider to say, you know, a, her scaled back one or two days a week? Do you think she could keep doing that for a while? And then you would kind of scale back and figure out how to, you would make, I don't know, 50 or 75 grand a year. Is that fair to presume? I, I think so. You know, we'll see how this goes at, with the one or two days a week, but so mm-hmm. far so good. So yeah, I could, I could see that working out. All right. So I think you're in really good shape. I mean, I really, I like what I hear in terms of the future. Here's the thing. I mean, you've got a bunch of money saved. Obviously, once the kids are all gone, the one thing you lose out on in the next endeavor is that you lose the ability to sock away the big money when like you're not really worrying about your kids, right? So there is a part of me that says like, wow, 2 million bucks is awesome. That's great. Your, your expenses aren't that big. And I, I presume that the, I'm thinking that 10 grand a month is probably more than you need. But I mean, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, all right, well, if you keep doing this for say, five more years, three to five more years. Can we get the the numbers up a little bit? Can we get you to have, instead of uh, two and a half million, will there be $3 million? Probably, probably. I'd like to avoid dipping into your brokerage account too quickly because, you know, I'd love for that to grow a lot more, especially if you're going to kind of take a step back. But if you had 3 million bucks, right? And then um, on top of that, what we have to do is we've got to find a way to get you onto, up to your full retirement age. Because have you looked at your social security numbers? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. So at full retirement, I'd be at about 3,300 a month and my wife would be at about three grand a month. Yeah. I mean, so really what we're saying is this. I sort of look at this as two phases. It's sort of um, your financial independence, which could come as early as, you know, three to five years. You need like a 10-year period where you guys are covering your expenses through whatever you do next. Okay. And that we don't dip into all that money you've saved. We need that money to to continue to grow. Because if that's the case, at your full retirement ages, so 10 years after you, like you have your next endeavor, right? You do it for 10 years. And then what we have is we have, you know, a good chunk of money coming in every single month, 
just from social security. Then we've got money that you can access and let most of your money grow. And you're going to cover your needs. The way the plan doesn't work is if you say you retire a little bit earlier than you expect. So you say, oh, I can't make it to 55. I, I, I just got into a big ass fight with my boss and I called it quits. And then you say, um, I actually made a mistake. I can't really make 50 or 75 grand a year, Jill. It's not working. And my wife is like banging her head against the wall and she hates being a doctor. And then all of a sudden, the $300,000 you have in the brokerage accounts, you start draining that. That's when this will not work. I promise you it will not work because if you spend that money, you're going to screw yourselves. Here's the thing. Now, getting back to do you need a financial advisor? Why do you need, why does one need a financial advisor? You need a financial advisor to help you contemplate how to make big transitions in your life. That's one. And to run the numbers. Now, I can almost guarantee you that somebody would be delighted to charge you five or 10 grand to do what I just did in you know the last 10 minutes. They're going to do a much better job than I'm going to do, of course. And they're also probably going to be more detailed and they're going to make sure you have everything in place. Like, well, let's make sure we have a, a contingency plan that if one of you got sick or how are you going to get your health insurance, they're going to do all that. Is that worth a flat fee of, say, 10 grand? Is it worth it for somebody to be uh, managing your money for 1% a year? Eh, I don't, I'm not sure. You sound like you're very comfortable in the asset management part. I think that if you, maybe you would want to talk to somebody about doing some, like a, a retirement plan, or maybe you would talk to somebody about downshifting and figuring out how to pull money out of your accounts and have more of an income base rather than a growth portfolio. But I don't think you're actually there yet. So who needs a financial advisor is basically the person who doesn't want to do this kind of analysis, him or herself, and the people who don't want to manage their money themselves. And I was a financial advisor for 14 years. And I know that there are all different types of people who use that service. And I can justify doing hardcore planning work for lots of different people. But I don't want you to feel like you have to do it because in some respects, if you're willing to work and if you are willing, you and your wife kind of go into this together and say like, all right, let's get these damn kids educated and then let's figure out our next endeavor and let's make it real and let's really go through it. You will find lots of different places. Mark, what's the place where um, you can pay to do some finance from retirement planning? What's that called again? ES plan. It's, so uh, is, is it like a modeling thing or something? Yeah. ES Planner is ES what it's Planner. called. Okay. ES Planner. And it's oh. on our website. I think it's under the resource section. And it sounds like you'd be into this because I think, you know, it is designed for financial planners on one hand, but also for real people. And so it can give you an approach to doing this stuff where you can really start modeling different scenarios. And I think that's helpful for someone who's in the situation that you're in, which is we want to be able to do something different, but we're not leaping before we do our homework. Right. And if you're willing to do that, man, like you don't need a financial advisor. Do it yourself. Good to hear. That's that's great. No, I, I really appreciate it. Hey, one other one other question too. Yeah. You know, I flipped from on my 401k from traditional, you know, to a Roth. Mm-hmm. 
what do you think about that? Is that a good decision or should I even like get out of the 401k and just dump it into, you know, more of a after-tax brokerage account? Uh, I don't, I like the, having the, the Roth. I think that's good. I mean, you're in the 24% tax bracket. I think that's fine to keep putting money away in Roth. If you had, all right, if all of a sudden your wife or you have a little extra money, throwing it into the brokerage account could be helpful. Just giving you a little bit of more confidence if you needed money before age 59 and a half that you could get it. So I think that that's fine. Like some mix of both of those things. Maybe if your wife doesn't want to make herself so crazy with the uni 401k, because you get in, or if she's making a little bit of more money, maybe she's not making 50, maybe it's more like 80, maybe some in the 401k, some in the brokerage account. Okay. All right. That's good. And then the last thing that I have to be a nudge about, you got estate documents done. We got them. Oh, thank God. I know he, he's like, I just finished it. So I knew I was going to call That's this exactly check. Right. And if she asks me this question and I don't have it, I'm going to feel like a ding dong. Health insurance you get through you, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously that's the big issue if you're going to be pulling back from your full-time gig is to make sure that you, you have to factor in either paying for health insurance or you're going to have to factor in some sort of income from a place that will offer you health insurance. Yeah, for sure. Good. You're in great shape. And when we hear from you next, it's going to be about how you are doing your next endeavor, whatever that may be. And you keep us up to date. Okay. Will do. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks you guys. Thank you. And if you would like to figure out whether you can test drive a financial independence next endeavor scenario, we'd love to hear from you. Just go to jillonmoney.com, click on the contact us button Complete the form and then let us know if you want to come on the air. Mark does everything else. He's so good like that. You could be like Mike in Michigan. Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and check out our other broadcasts. It's called Eye on Money. Do something nice for someone else today. It will make that person feel good. It will make you feel good. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 